sexual disconnection. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy, and strong connection. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. So we're back again, and this time we're talking about another issue with intimacy, which is sexual disconnection. This is a pretty bad one, isn't it? Yeah, this is a nice place to be in, is it? No, this is where it's not just about being satisfied with sex. It's just feeling completely disconnected in that sexual space. It's like very, I guess, empty sex. You know, it's just physical and you know it's just physical and you're not, not only you're not satisfied, you don't actually feel like there's any connection with your partner. Or even if they're interested in it. Yeah, they're just there. Two bodies just banging together, <laughs> <laughs> slamming into each other. No reason. <laughs> you didn't make that sound more unromantic. I think sexual disconnection is really unromantic. That is that, yeah. It's just two people bumping uglies, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, was that too much? <laughs> and it's like they'd let's rather... Not make, let's not make light of it. It's actually quite serious. It is, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I do feel for people who are in this space at the moment yeah. and they might feel like their partner they're more interested in watching the tv or working yeah, or Netflix, any of the above rather else. than have sex but how have they got themselves into this predicament do you think have they got into the space where they feel sexually disconnected well there's definitely been no conversations probably gone from having dissatisfying sex to just being like well this is actually a waste of my time and maybe any conversations had have been a bit critical or feeling like they're being unappreciated or judged on it, on, on their performance, particularly sexually. And so quite often this will make people withdraw or not wanting to make an effort anymore because they're like, oh, I feel like I'm going to get rejected. Yeah, if I'm going to get criticised, I'm going to get shamed or blamed. Or rejected even, and that's not always easy, is it? If you like no. want to get a little bit frisky and the person's like not interested. Yeah, the person's That's like, not easy no. to take. No, not at all. Over and, that, and over again. Yeah, that whole stonewalling, it's like sexual stonewalling, isn't it? Mm, like, it is oh, actually, I'm that's a good gonna, term. I'm not going to give you that thing because I'm not happy and I don't want to talk about that thing either. You know, it's like that next stage where you're just going, oh, whatever. I'll just stay away from you as much as possible. So what happens, I think, if... We're talking about people that have got into this space where they have tried to have a conversation. Conversation obviously hasn't gone real well. They've felt criticised or unappreciated or judged. or And then to go into this conversation again, people are instantly going to put their wall up. So how do they go into this conversation with their walls down, mm. trying to improve it now at this point? Yeah, especially if you've got to that point in the relationship where Maybe you haven't had sex for a while and you are very disconnected. How do you move back into that intimate space? Because it's not going to happen straight away. It's not going to happen overnight. No. What do you suggest? I don't know. <laughs> okay. End of podcast. Thanks for listening. Because <laughs> well, it's a really, it's, it's so different for each person, isn't mm. it? For each couple, what they might need in that space. Some people might actually need to go and see a counsellor. 
They might. They might, the they might need a mediator. Talk this through because yeah. they need to actually work out what's what's going wrong. Because if you feel like you're going to suggest your partner tonight to talk about sex, and they're going to be like, get their back up and not want to talk about it, and be like, oh my goodness, I don't want to have this conversation again, then maybe it is time that you did seek some help. Yeah, reach out for mentoring, counselling, some sort of service, which is like what we offer here at Bendigo, which is to actually sit down as a couple and speak with, well, we speak with us, Mm. we're a couple, and have a conversation about that. And those conversations, they're not easy conversations, but in the challenge of that conversation, the difficulty of that conversation, there's growth. If you decide that, okay, um, we can't go and see a counsellor, this is all too intimate, this is all too much, Mm. then what can you do? How can you create more connection in your relationship? I would suggest no kids around you go on a date and in that date you very honestly have a conversation about this but in a space where it's not in the bedroom or it's at home or you're stressed or make sure the space is nice and light you're out for dinner have a couple of drinks have a chat about it and say I know this is an area that both of us are struggling with at the moment but I want to improve it what can I do to make this better Yeah, so that's taking responsibility, isn't it? Mm. People in this scenario have felt like that at one point and this is why they're in this scenario. Mm. Yeah, so if you actually rather than shaming and blaming the other person, if you say, hey, look, you know, I want to take responsibility for my side in this Mm. because it is both people. It's always both people. Mm. And when you make it just the other person, that tends to be a projection of what's going on for you onto the other person. In that taking responsibility, then there's opportunity for, for healing and growth, isn't there? Because there's some sort of healing that needs to take place to reconnect. And I think if you go in with that approach of what can I do to make it more fun, to improve it, to help us feel more connected, then that person instantly will warm to this conversation Mm. and not feel judged or criticised. And then they will want to also ask the same thing. What can they do? You've got to make sure that they take responsibility as well. It can't just be I've got to do all the work and... You don't have to do anything here. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. It's being able to say, once you've actually turned around and said, look, this is what I'd like to do, this is what I'd like to try, I'm taking responsibility, Mm. what would you like to do? To actually reach out and ask that. Mm. It cannot be a one-sided conversation because I think speaking as a man and I find that people who identify as men can be very good at avoiding Mm. these topics because these topics are emotional and they're quite heavy and they're not easy. Mm. And in that, we might feel bad, we might feel wrong. So if you are a man and you do feel disconnected from your partner, you have to take the responsibility to go into this conversation and say, okay, what can I do? How can we work on this together? This is, And to maybe even say, hey, I find this conversation really challenging. I would much rather avoid it. Mm. I'd much rather go and sit out in the shed and work on something. I know I've been there. I would much rather go and do anything, you know, mow the lawn, clean up the dog poo, anything rather than have this conversation. But in saying that, your partner knows that this is how you feel and because it is a really easy thing to do to avoid. But when you avoid something, it doesn't go away. It just sits there and it festers and it'll get worse. Yeah. So, And you could be at the point where it's just like, oh, my goodness, we're tearing our hair out. We're, I feel so disconnected from this person. Yeah, so rejected. Rather do anything than be intimate with you. And that's not a nice space to be living in for a long period of time. So no. 
the quicker you kind of onto it, yeah, the better. Otherwise, you're just living with a housemate, really. That's not fun. You can do better than this. Yeah, and why live with just a housemate? You know, and we just pass each other. And it's like both people know that there's this very big sexual elephant in the room. Mm. <laughs> Probably a very bad image. Well, that's just turned everyone off. <laughs> I think elephants are quite cute. <laughs> Sorry, moving that's on. That's weird. <laughs> that was weird. Um, <laughs> but there is not going to yucky yum though. <laughs> there is this elephant in the room that says, "Oh, we are disconnected. We both know it, and we're neither of us are going to do something about it. We're just going to keep on going along our merry way, and really hoping that things just change." Just because they do, you know, out of the blue or something. <laughs> Some reason that doesn't work. Never work. Have the conversation. Mm, have the conversation and start small. Start. It could be that the disconnection is happening because of other things. Mm. Disconnection could be happening because you are spending way too much time at work. Because you're spending so much time working, working, working that you've forgotten that part of your life. Mm, it's become an imbalance and that's become your high priority. Mm. And it's about prioritising, isn't it? If you sit down now and work out and even pause this podcast and work out how many hours do I spend at work? That might be going to work as well, Mm. commuting, being at work. That might be work that you do at home. Add that all up. How many hours a week do you do that? How many hours a week do you do something for yourself, just for yourself? You know, it might be going out to the pub. Then work out how many hours a week you actually spend sitting with your partner having a conversation without a distraction. No TV, no screens. No kids. No kids, just time the two of you together. You get a pretty quick idea of how much time you're prioritizing. Same as if you're running your own business, you have to work on your business. Same as your car, you know, you might love cars and you might spend hours working on your car so that that car runs well and no problem and looks good. But if you're not spending that same amount of time or enough time with your partner, maintaining the relationship, servicing the relationship, working on the relationship, then yeah. It's going to suffer. And look, if you are a little bit apprehensive about having this conversation because you feel it might not go down real well, maybe listen to our podcast on holding space. Yep, H is for holding space. That might help. That sort of gives you some tips on how best to have these conversations and how to work it out without it being a blame and shame. And how to not get too triggered, defensive about these conversations. Yeah, because when you get triggered, defensive and then you make it about the other person, then it is that sort of I win, you lose. And it's just going to become harder and harder to have these conversations. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode on sexual disconnection. Please join us next time for sexual disapproval. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.